The Radio Fam Podcast. TheRadioFam.com. Hey, Radio Fam. Welcome to episode, uh, I mean, season two. No, fuck me. <laughs> season three. Episode two. Can you tell I'm tired? And it's only Monday that I'm recording this, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this episode features Strawberry from the Cube 93 three morning show in Seattle. If you heard my episode with Besa, you'll know that uh, I'm a little biased towards Cube 93 just because that's the station I grew up on to, uh, grew up listening to. Shout out to Besa, by the way. She was the night girl and just recently got the midday shift. So you go Besa. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I grew up listening to Cube 93. Um, the I listened to the morning show a lot back then. It was super inappropriate, but my parents used to listen to it and, you know. Um, so it was kind of a full circle thing to be interviewing like the morning person on cube. Um, because yeah, I don't know. I just, it, I just really had a thing for cube 93 and unfortunately I never got to work there, but, um, yeah. So anyway, strawberry does the morning show on cube with Lizette love. Um, I, we start out the episode with him talking about like his, um, picking process for that. And I just, uh, you know, that just solidified. I'm just like strawberry, you're the best. Um, he, you know, why I reached out to him originally is because he always was offering nice words. Like he's been interacting with the account for a really long time since he was in um, San Francisco. And so I kind of knew of him and everything. But then when like there'd be like layoffs and stuff, he would always offer really good, like comforting words and stuff, you know, to the point where like, you know, if something would happen, I would go check his page or, you know, be like, did Shari tweet anything um, that I can reshare? Because he just always knew the right words to say. And I really appreciated it. Um, I just got those good vibes about him, and then we were actually both in Chicago together at Morning Show Boot Camp, and I got a message from um, Anthony, from Carla Marie and Anthony, and he put us on, you know, all a DM, and he was like, hey, you guys are both there, y'all should meet each other, y'all should talk. So, I was like, great, that's a perfect end to go walk up to Strawberry. <laughs> so, I'm a little socially awkward, especially in person. So, I, uh, yeah, went up to Strawberry, and I was like, hey, uh, so Anthony said we should talk. So, we talked. Um you know, loved him. He was great. And, uh, you know, like I said, I had wanted to get him to know him further. So I was just like, Hey, come on the podcast. You know, I've had my eye on you for a while. Let's talk. So wanted him to tell me his story. And I just figured he'd have some good little nuggets for me to pull out of there. And sure enough, he does. Um, he's got lots of good information in here about, um, I guess a radio fam in general, just somebody that really appreciates and knows like how, you know, like he like used to be, he's competitive, but like used to be super like, Ah, fuck that guy. They don't work on my station. You know how we used to all be like, you know, fuck the people across the street. But now we're all like learning like, hey, our competition is like a lo- the whole rest of the world now. So like we need to like help each other out and stuff. So he, he really uh, gets that side. So I like his points there. He's also got a lot of good tips in here about um, like interviewing guests and stuff like celebrities or, um, you know, if you're doing like a podcast or something like that. So I just, yeah, it's just a good episode of um, – great stuff from strawberry <laughs> and uh you know you'll be seeing these uh social these clips out on social media as well um you know uh you will get valuable information out of this one as always i came in to a brand new station mm-hmm. you know brand new format i wasn't like oh what happened to the old morning show we like them better like no it's a brand new station format flip new music new audience. I wasn't replacing anybody. On top of that, I was able to pick my team. And that was something that um, I was very, not lucky. I I was very firm in my intentions and my expectations. When I was going through the interview process, I told everybody, I told the PD, I told the VP, I told the 
the president, I told everybody, I'm like, look, if I'm selected for first mic, I need to pick my own team. Cause I've been on, I've been a part of teams that it's thrown together. The PD knows somebody and they have a friend from here and they used to work with somebody from here mm-hmm. and they're going to piece them all together. And I'm like, no, like we may not, we, we may not mesh. We, we may not, we may not fit. And it may not be what I'm looking for. Like this, I was putting this show together in what was the year? 20, what was three years ago? 2018, 2019. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was, it was the middle of the me too movement. And I'm mm. like, you know what? I, I have a higher expectation for everybody on my show. I don't want an airhead. I don't want someone who's like, I watch reality shows and that's all I'm good for. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I want a strong, independent male or female role who can stand on their own, who can bring something to the table, especially if it's female, because in radio, female roles for the longest time have been typecast and, and pigeonholed as the, oh, I'm the cute ditz or I'm the silly airhead, but hey, I like the trends and I watch reality shows. And I had a couple people submit to me, you know, their applications and they go, I'm a, I'm a, what was the one she said? I'm a reality show queen and I'm so ditzy. And I'm like, no. Oh my I, God. I, 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 want, I want my teammates, I want my partners to be role models or admired or something relatable. Like, and so Lizette Love is, uh, is my partner and she, she's very strong. She's very independent. She's, she speaks her mind. She agrees with me. And she doesn't agree with me. We get along and sometimes we don't get along and it's, and it's all love and she stands on her own and she's not a pushover and she's exactly the type of role that I wanted. And so again, long story made longer. I was able to choose her and pick her because I made it very clear. If I get this show, I'm picking my team. And then we picked a producer. There was, um, there was a street person that we, that we selected. Cause like, yeah, we got to do some stuff on the streets. So I got a I got a street guy. There was a DJ that was well known out here in Seattle. So we teamed the uh, the turntable DJ up with us. So it was uh-huh. it was a very rare opportunity where I could handpick a team and start on a brand new show on a brand new station, blank canvas. What I told Tino because he and Jay Cruz were talking on a previous podcast that I listened to, and it's I feel hypocritical. I mm-hmm. hate that so many jocks are being let go so that a company can save money and just pop in a voice tracker or a syndicated person. Like I hate that. Mm-hmm. And I was giving, I was giving Tino Cochino his, his, his credit, his flowers. Cause he's on so many markets. And I'm saying, I hate that radio was doing that to itself, but I also want my show in other markets. So mm-hmm. I feel like a hypocrite saying it but the thing is if a company's gonna do it you know if they're already gonna do it then i want them to do it with me you know what i mean like it's it's hypocritical but i think our show is good enough and funny enough and relatable enough and tight enough to be in other markets and still deliver because the fact is it doesn't matter where you originate from now the show is coming from seattle but if it's better than a show in, you know, in Acme Incorporated, if it's better than, a, I don't I want to make up a city because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it's better than a show in Tacoma, uh, then put it on. 
Yeah. You know, like it, it's all it's quality counts. And if if Tino is doing a better show than people in the local market, bring Tino in. If Big Boy, if Bobby Bones, if Woody, if Strawberry and the Wake Up Show are doing a better show or delivering a better product than what you have locally, sure, by all means, you know, pop us on, syndicate us. I'm well aware that people lose their job because of it. And I hate myself for that. So I do want people to know that I hate that about it. Radio has so many like new generation or younger generation people in here. Hello, Red Wine. Hello. <laughs> we do the podcast right, okay? This will be a good interview. <laughs> if there's a jock, um, whatever day part you're in, and they have these thoughts as they're walking through the hallway or they're showing up to work again and they're like, you know what? X, Y, Z, whatever their complaint or whatever their burnout is coming from. They may think that they're the only one with it, but then they watch podcast, they, they see your Instagram and they hear other jocks in other day parts in other markets also have that thing. Then maybe there is kind of like a rally. You're like, you know what? That is a real thing. And, you know, Sarah told me how she handles it. And Kel told me how he handles it. And Strawberry said this. And so I think, I think there is a chain. Um, I think there is a chance to turn the tides. If not the Titanic, at least the tides. You know, I work for iHeart. Um, but it's not just my company. I think in every company uh, in radio, I think all the jocks are dealing with a massive burnout brought on by consolidation and uh, this last year and a half, year and eight months, however it is, of, look, we're going to put more stuff on your plate. We're probably going to take more tools away from you. You're just going to have to deliver. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've known more people in this last year and a half that have had serious health problems that, you know, than I've ever known before. Like there's been people in this building who have had strokes, like young people, like having strokes just because of the like pressure. <laughs> yeah. Just because of the pressure, like of this industry. And it's, it's not specific to my company, mm -hmm. you know, you know, I don't know what company Sarah works for, but she was talking about burnout for a while. I'm like, yeah. I can't tell you how how bad burnout's been for a lot of my colleagues in a lot of other companies and stations. It's bad. I mean, look, it's a it's a dollars and cents business. I get it. Every company has shareholders they have to, you know, answer to. But um, radio as a whole, I think I think we're shooting ourselves in the foot. And mm -hmm. I I came up in the era. I was lucky enough to get into radio very young, like fresh out of high school go back to the beginning beginning i was the kid that would always call the radio station to do requests to do a dedication to a girl i had a crush on uh, to win tickets i mean i was so into it that there were three top 40 chr stations in my you know market in my city that i lived in so there were three radio stations in san francisco we would listen to kmel wild 107 and uh hot 97.7 and i knew when they would give out tickets because they would give out tickets like at the same time, like the 44, the 45 or like the 37 right before commercials. And all I knew was that they would give out the prize before the commercials, after the commercials, they would play the winner. So I would keep, I would listen at the same time, call in. And if the commercials ended, I know that, all right, well, they already had a winner go to the next one. And I didn't know at the time that that was strategic with the clocks and stuff like that. I figured that out later, but I would always call, I would always win. I'm in eighth grade now and I go to my sister's high school volleyball game. I'm bored out of my mind because she's my older sister. I don't watch her, I don't want to watch her play volleyball. Mm -hmm. So I start walking around her high school campus and I hear music coming. I'm like, how is there music like at seven o'clock at night on a high school campus? I stumbled into a high school radio station. 
And wow. it was one of the few high schools in the Bay Area that had a radio station on campus. And I poked my head in. I'm like, what's going on? And these high school kids are like, hey, eighth grader, uh, we're on the radio right now. I'm like, that's cool. I like radio. And he goes, well, uh, when you come when you come here next year, you can join the radio club. And I did. Freshman through senior year, I was high school radio. And it was we probably had like a, a mile, mile and a half radius of listeners. But I was into radio. Yeah. Fresh out, yeah, fresh out of high school. Uh, I'm listening to Hot 97.7 in San Jose. The DJ goes, uh, uh, tonight's my second night on the radio. I can't believe they didn't fire me last night. So I'm going to throw a party in the studio. Anybody's invited. Total night jock behavior, right? Mm -hmm. As a former night jock, this is total night jock behavior. <laughs> and so my buddy and I were both listening. And of course, we're dumb, like 17, 18 year olds. We're like, oh, dude, there's going to be hella chicks there. Let's go meet some chicks. <laughs> and so... And so we drive out to the radio station. Sure enough, there's like a dozen people in the studio, not chicks. Um, it was my first time seeing what a radio station looked like, being behind the microphone, realizing how cold it was in there because they keep the AC on, you know, listening to the speakerphone as they're as the people are calling, watching him edit the phone calls. And this is in the late 90s. So they were still using reel to reels. So I was watching him like with the razor blade. You don't know about that, Marie. <laughs> yeah, <So> I don't. <laughs> I'm watching a grease pencil. I'm watching like he's slicing and taping. And I'm I'm in I'm uh I'm just so intrigued by it. And me being a smart ass 18-year-old, when he's talking on the phone, I'm in the corner making jokes. And he goes, What's your name? I'm like, well, my nickname is Strawberry. My nickname was already Strawberry in high school. My name's Strawberry. They call me Strawberry. He's like, All right, well, and he swings the microphone over to me. And he goes, okay, well, if I'm talking to somebody on the phone and you think of something funny to say, just say it. And I'm like, okay. And so people were calling and I was kind of like making one-liners and cracking jokes on people. Night goes on. It's almost midnight. We're like, bro, we got to get out of here. And he goes, well, I'm, I'm off in a few minutes. Won't you and your friend come out to Denny's with me down the street? We'll get something to eat and we'll talk. And so we're talking and he goes, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I'm going to school next year, you know, and they have a radio you know, the college I'm going to has a radio program. I want to get into radio. He goes, forget that. I need an intern. Come work with me every night. I'll open a big door for you, but you have to work your ass off. And I'm like, no problem. And I, I was the night show intern answering phones, putting back his CDs, running the Taco Bell for him. Then I went to the, the van driver position and eventually the weekend on air. And then eventually I got hired in San Francisco the bigger market of the Bay Area because San Jose was like 30, San Francisco's four, 45 minutes away from each other. So then again, I was there with JoJo, legend. Yeah. I was with JoJo. Um, I was with the doghouse. I was doing nights for many, many, many years. Um, and then I got into mornings. I went to Phoenix for two years, came back to San Francisco for several years. Um, and then three years ago, uh, got the opportunity to relaunch Cube 93.3 in Seattle. It was a hip hop station for a long time. It got weird and it got like electro pop. Like I think they even went hot AC. I don't know what they did with the call letters, but they kind of blew up the station for four or five years. They were going to relaunch it back as a hip hop station. They called me to to be the new morning show. That was three years ago. I got into radio when when there was an overnighter. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like there was kind of like a, an overnighter. There was a farm team. There was a minor league. Like, the overnighter was the brand new person and they 
worked really hard and hopefully they would get the night show and then hopefully the night show would work really hard and get the morning show and like there was a, there was a stepping stone mm-hmm. and i remember when radio stations started first i think they started taking away the overnighter and then they started taking away the weekenders they would just make the monday through friday people come in and do weekend shifts so they started getting rid of all their minor league team or their farm team. Like there was nowhere to grow, nowhere to learn. And I think that's what started radios. I think that's that's why we are here now. Because years ago, they got rid of all the overnighters and the weekenders. Then they some companies really embraced voice tracking. Okay, we're going to have one jock, get rid of three or four or five other people and just pre-record stuff. So you're losing a lot of... Uh, locality right mm-hmm. and i know some people say that you know being local is not not all that's cracked up to be but as, as somebody who just got back from a backpack giveaway in tacoma uh you know last week when when school got back in a session yeah being local uh is not overrated at all it's a real thing and so i think we we set ourselves up as an industry for failure the more that we take um like the learning process away from people we're literally just grabbing promo people, no offense, you know, with no, no experience. And we throw them in there. I mean, where's the overnighters? Where's the air check sessions? Where's the, Hey, you're doing good on your call-ins, go into a prod studio, do some breaks for me. I'll work with you and and we'll get you in the studio. Like, like, where is all that? And they threw it away. And so when people are saying our numbers are down or people are listening to Spotify instead or YouTube instead, it's like, yeah, because as an industry, as a whole, we're not giving people the content that they want because we're not creating the content creators yes. that they want. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're, we are as an industry I'm trying to be very politically correct here as an industry, we have, have no one to blame, but ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, for where radio is now. Does that it, make sense? Oh my God. It's so true. Yeah. There, there are, there's some frustrating aspects. And I don't want people to watch this and think I'm like some, crabby old guy. I love (laughs) this industry. I love what I'm doing. Um, I love watching other people do great stuff and, and, and even doing great breaks. Like if I see, Mm -hmm. if I hear a great break, I'm like, ah, that's so funny how they said that. And I'll even analyze like, cause you said this word here and then you brought this over here. Like I'll even break down what they said. Like in my head, I don't take notes. Like that was so good how they said it or, or the way they set up the joke and they referenced this, I'm like, that is so good. And then there's people who are, are crushing it on social media. Like, like I'm going to go back to the Woody show, um, mm-hmm. Jay Cruz, big boy, uh, Tino Cochino, um, bootleg Kev, um, the morning mess in Phoenix. Like they are great. And you know, I'm not trying to insult anybody and leave them out, but those are just top of the head. Sure. Like they're repurposing radio content onto the digital platform, onto Instagram. And they're so good at that. And, yeah. and you have to do that. You have to have content that goes onto every platform. Uh, I, I'll give away a, a tip or a secret. I was at the boot camp and I met with um, a very powerful person in radio who I've, I've looked up to for years. Um, and I met this individual and the individual said that he went to my Instagram and I have a, what's it called? Like not link in bio, but it's called like a link tree. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. A link tree. You have one too. Mm-hmm. And, and the person told me, you know what? That's great because I didn't know too much about you or your show. I didn't know too much about your show. I know about you, 
but you having that link tree in your bio, it linked out to your YouTube page, your Twitter page. It linked out to your, um, your blog clips from your show. Like you need to make it as easy as possible for everybody, not just a programmer, not just a VP, a listener. You need to make it as easy as possible to get your stuff in front of people. And, and they're telling me like how many jocks don't do that stuff. It's like, Oh, Here's all my stuff on Instagram. Now, if you want my stuff on Twitter, you have to go here. If you want my stuff on LinkedIn or YouTube, you have to go here. So he's like, I can't tell you how important that is to make it at, to make yourself as discoverable as possible, to make it as easy for other people to get in their face. Yeah. Even some people are buying their domains and just linking it to their link tree, you know, instead of building Perfect. out a whole website. So much easier. Everything is so much more available and accessible. Like whether you want to be in radio in TV, you want to be the next singer, performer, mm -hmm. rapper, like you have a laptop, you're good. Like you're already in the door. You can set up a SoundCloud, set up a Twitch, set up a, a YouTube. Like there's, there's no excuse anymore. There's no excuse. You don't have to wait on anybody. You can do it yourself. And you don't have to just be able to be in a state a studio to be able to do that. You can do a lot of this at home and get that practice and make an air check. Absolutely. The thing is we do a podcast here who doesn't? Um, and every now and then we'll kind of offer some like behind the scenes radio stuff. Like it's, it's a regular, like, Hey, our wake up show listeners, our cube 93, three listeners, you can hear us uncensored. We can talk about stuff that, you know, we can cuss and talk about dirty stuff and you know, whatever. But every now and then we'll also say, Hey, look, let, let's pull up the curtain a little bit. Let's give you some behind the scenes in radio stuff or behind the scenes podcast stuff. And we'll be very honest with them. And I'll mm -hmm. say like, hey man, we keep our podcast like 20, 30 minutes because yep. I don't have time to listen to a three hour podcast, Joe Rogan or not. And and he's, you know, highly, highly debated as one of the best podcasters, but like even, as, even the best podcaster, I don't have three hours in a day to listen to you. Mm -mm. So much less an amateur, I don't have an hour to listen to you babble and, and go in a million different directions. I'm like, just give me, give me 20, 30 minutes. And I, I try to remind people like, Hey, look, do a podcast, but you got to give the people what they want. Cause they'll punch out as soon as they're bored. And I guarantee you're not going to keep them entertained for an hour. Like yep. we probably can't keep, keep you entertained for an hour and we're professionals. We'll give you 20, 30 minutes and then we'll leave you wanting more and then we'll come back tomorrow. So I can't, I, you know, that's, that's kind of advice I give to people like, yeah, do a podcast, but be respectful of people's time. If there's something that I think may be a good conversation or a good topic for radio, and I'm sure there's other jocks that do this, but in case you don't do this, here's a tip. Um, I'm like, you know what? I have something, but I think it may take us a long conversation like to get to the meat or get to the funny. We'll bring it up on the podcast and we'll kind of work the conversation and the funny on the podcast and we'll both know. Hey, even though it's uncensored, watch the cussing because I think I'm going to repurpose this on the radio. And then, you know, we're like, ah, oh, you know what? It's a kind of a slow day. Yes. But remember the other day on the podcast, something that came up on the podcast, that's great. That's content. And the other guy that you talked to the other day, I think his name is Chris, right? Oh, yeah. He, he was saying, yeah, he's saying like how um, radio is just a, it's a content vessel. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look, we're creating content for the podcast. The terrestrial listeners may not have heard it. Why don't we just take that funny bit, that three minute bit from the podcast? put it on the, put it on the terrestrial radio. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the same thing as playing your six o'clock bit in the eight o'clock hour. Yeah. Like, like you have, you have a new audience every seven minutes, you know, they're not going to follow you word for word and platform to platform. If you have good content, 
put it everywhere. Put it on your podcast. Put it on your terrestrial. Put it on your Instagram. Put it on your TikTok, your YouTube. It's the same that even when I started this, this wasn't supposed to be a podcast. It was just, I wanted the video pieces, but then I was thinking that too. I'm like, well, you know, not everybody likes to consume their media by watching it. A lot of people are podcast listeners. I'm actually not that much, but a lot of people are. So that's why I was like, okay, I'll just edit the video down. And I literally just rip the audio off of it. I put like an intro on the front of it and then I just throw it on and that's the podcast. And it's literally a different way to just touch an audience somebody else can probably listen who may not want to watch it on youtube you know it's the same yeah. shit radio can do yeah repurpose your content we'll we'll do the same thing when we have interviews because i don't mm-hmm. in radio now like interviews aren't what they used to be like interviews are ratings killers people still want to be interviewed so we'll bring them in interview them long form for the podcast and then in that 30 40 minute interview you know there's got to be a couple funny parts or interesting parts just take that content, put it on the radio. There's your three minute interview. It, it's a good break. Um, you can direct them to the, to hear the full interview, go to our podcast. And then, I mean, just you repurpose yep. your content. We do that all the time. We bring in people, we do long form podcasts and then put clips on the radio. I won't do, I won't do interviews anymore on the phone. It's gotta be a zoom or in person because we have cameras in the studio and just like you're doing now, you're recording the Zoom because you're gonna repurpose this for your YouTube and Instagram channel. And if I have mm-hmm. a phone call, if I have, cause I had Lizzo on Zoom today, not bragging, I just did. <laughs> if I had her on the phone, what does that do for me? I could put it on the radio, maybe the podcast, but because she was on Zoom, I'm putting that on my Twitch, my Twitter, my YouTube, my Instagram, my website. You know, it's, I won't do a, I always hated phoners, mm-hmm. but now, but now with zoom, I won't do any interview. That's, that's, there's not some camera, you know, like that. element to it. I get frustrated when I'm listening to whether it's a podcast or something on the radio, when let's say, let, you know, they're interviewing somebody and, and the person says something, I'm like, what the fuck? And the person who's interviewing doesn't pick up on that and keeps going because they have a list of questions. Yes. All right. So, you know, how was, how was recording your album? Oh, it was great. You know, we were in the studio all night, you know, the studio got shot up one day, but Hey, we made a great album. Okay, cool. Uh, Who's your favorite producer to work with? It's like, they just said their studio got shot up. Like take that, put your notes away, follow that thread. And I get very frustrated with podcasters or even radio people who, you know, maybe there's a nugget, maybe like in a story you're telling there's a mm-hmm. great follow-up or there's a great trail to go down and they completely miss that off ramp. I'm like, no, you have to be aware when you're interviewing somebody because they may give you a lead. Take that lead, forget your notes, go down that lead. You're going to find something organic. That's hilarious. Yeah. Those are the best ones. There's a, there's this guy in San Francisco named Dallas and he's <laughs> on the alt rock station. And I just saw him post on Instagram a couple days ago. He's interviewing some rocker. I don't know who it was. But Dallas goes, hey, you're coming to San Francisco soon. Like, you're bringing the tour out here. And the guy goes, yeah, we're going to be at the Warfield. Um, you know, I love coming to the city, but that's a very sketchy area. Like, you know, we one, one time we had, like, gang members actually come on our tour bus. and It was really scary. And so rather than Dallas say, oh, yeah, like, we'll see you, you know, we'll see you on, you know, September 30th. He goes, oh, yeah, but at least they're cleaning up that area. They have people from the city now whose job it is to actually pick up poop. So human poop, dog poop, people pick up poop in the area. And then the rocker goes, man, that's so funny because since it's a city funded job, you know, there has to be a budget. So, you know, there has to be approval. So I'm just sitting here. 
thinking about these city hall meetings when they're going line items and they're budgeting. All right. So the guy who cleans up human poop, we're going to pay this much. <laughs> and he went down this hilarious thread that Dallas wouldn't have had if he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. San Francisco's great. We'll see you on the 30th. So tell me about your album. Dallas was aware yes. that that guy said something sketchy about the the uh, venue and he stayed there. He stayed on that topic and it was a, and he just reposted it. It was hilarious. And it goes back to your local thing. It goes back to my local mm-hmm. thing. And it also goes back to like pay attention to what the the person you're interviewing, pay attention to what they're saying, because they're answering the same questions over and over and over again. If they give you a lead, take that off ramp, go down that road with them. You can always go back to your notes later. I used to be very, very closed off when it came to like sharing secrets or tips or things that I do. But then I'm like, I mean, you know what? You know, go do it. You know, I just stopped taking that part so seriously. Go do it. If it like, like the battle of the bits at the morning show boot camp, like, hey, here's a bit that I do. It's helped us. Go ahead, take it and run with it because, you know, chances are you can find my bit on my Instagram anyway, and steal it if you want or repurpose it if you want. So I stopped, I stopped caring about, there's some secrets and tricks that I won't share, but for the most part, I'm kind of an open book and I'll, I'll hit up people from even other companies that I'm friends with. I'm like, Hey, try this. Like, I know you're out of market, like you're out of market and you're in a different company, but you're my friend. Hey, try this on your show, or you should do a TikTok about this, or I'll send Uh them like, as I'm doing my show prep, um, I'll see something crazy that happened in their city. And I'm like, yo, man, you should know about this. Boom, and I'll send it to them. It's just something I do. And layoffs don't happen like they used to. It used to be like, oh, one person lost a job or one person lost a job. And now there's just a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a day when where an, a, company, a company just swings the ax and it's just, it's brutal. So whether it's my company, somebody else's company, like we all hear about it. And most of us have been through it and we know the pain. We know, we know how scary it is. This is our livelihood. And so I just, as someone who's gone through that before, I just, I just, I just feel I have to, I feel it's right to offer encouragement to the anonymous people that maybe I know, maybe I don't know. I'm like, Hey, look, we've all been there. Like we're a fraternity. We're all connected. And, and the longer you stay in radio, the, the, the more you get that, like, we're all, we're all going to cross paths. We might as well like be cool with each other and support each other while we can. Yeah, you realize like how small the industry really, really is. Like I haven't even worked in that many markets, but I'm just like, wow, how do I keep working with the same people, you know? And it's getting smaller. I got such a love for this industry and I always have. um, And for so many years, it was was very competitive, overly competitive. Because again, Mm -hmm. I I came up in the radio war, guerrilla warfare, if, if, Somebody had a did a little bit. That's kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was the greatest. If if there was a concert, if there was a Drake concert, every radio station's showing up. But if we show up at seven in the morning, we have the best spot. If you show up first, we're tearing your banners down. Like it was that's that's how I that's the era I came up in. Uh And it was like on site. But then there was there's a DJ out there uh, in the Bay Area named Chewy Gomez. Mm -hmm. Legend. And he was, he was so confident in himself that he would shout out other people on Instagram for their, for their birthdays or, or take a photo with them at a Raiders game or something like that. I'm like, wait a minute, but they're from a different radio station. How can you do that, Chewy? That's unheard of. And I would watch him do this. And I'm like, you know what? It's big. Like it's, 
life is bigger than radio. Like, yeah, like Chewy and this guy are friends in real life just because they're on different stations and competitors show love. And then I'm a huge Warriors fan, you know, LeBron James and, um, and Stephen Curry and stuff that, you know, they'll, they'll talk trash all the time, but guess what? After the game or after the finals, like they're hanging out at, in the summertime. Like you can be very competitive on your show. You could, you could deliver the best product and F everybody else. And you've got that product, but then you can leave it in the studio and then go be a nice person, cordial and network with somebody that's in this same fraternity you are and goes through the same struggles and ups and downs and pressures that you are. And I've just become that person the last six, seven years, uh, which is why I like being at the boot camp because I could meet a bunch of people where normally I'd be like, uh, they don't work for iHeart, F them. Right. Uh, my morning show is better than their morning show. Uh. Like, and there was a guy, I don't want to say, no, no, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't <laughs> I would have blown myself up, but I, <laughs> I, yeah, I really almost said something I shouldn't have said, but you can, it, I, 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 I can edit it out if you want to say <laughs> it. <laughs> there, all right, all right, fine, fine. Okay, okay, say okay. It. I promise I'll edit it out. You can leave it in, you can leave it in. It's about being transparent. Um, and I'm still very competitive. Don't get me wrong. I'm still very competitive on air. You know, I'm not going to go on air and like wish my competition a happy birthday or something like that. Like I'm going to deliver the best product, but mm -hmm. after I'm off the air, I could still, whatever. There was somebody I met at boot camp that I had this animosity for. I had animosity for this jock because the jock had a position that I wanted, that I thought I deserved, and I thought I was better than. And I saw this jock on social media for a while. And I'm like, you know what? F this person. I'm so much better. This person's whack. Da, 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 da. And then I got to the boot camp. And towards the end of the boot camp, I ran into this person. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? What's going on? Nice to meet you. How you doing? Hey, if I'm ever, you know, on your side of the country, you know, We'll, we'll hang out again. Like I kind of like mended fences, even though that person had no idea that I had this hatred and animosity and jealousy. I'll be honest, sure. the jealousy of this person. I'm like, you know what? It, it's not worth it. They don't, why am I carrying all this energy? I'll just say what's up. I'll build a friendship, an honest, organic friendship. And we could probably network and be cool. And I can get over this, this weird, like wall I built up between us. And it was yeah. all in my own mind. But that's where I was for so many years. I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it anymore. Yep. Especially now, you know, like, I think that stuff was fun, but since it's changed, we all kind of had to change with it and be like, oh shit, we're all in this together. So we better uh, be a little nicer to each other. <laughs> Great point. And, and also it's not worth it. I think, I think you mentioned it at the very beginning that we've been through so much shit these last two years, whether it's COVID, whether it's downsizing, whether it's consolidation, whatever it is, we've been through so much real life pressure that this mm -hmm. extra stuff is just, it's stuff that we put on ourselves and we just create, like we create animosity and we create rivalries because, you know, there was nothing more serious, but we went through a lot more serious stuff. So everything else kind of paled in comparison. As long as we're on this path of like giving advice, um, my beautiful fiance gave me this advice. Um, and I've actually, I've given it to a lot of people, like every, mm -hmm. everybody who's kind of at a crossroads, in their career or in life or whatever, and I pass it on because it's it's honestly what made me 
decide to leave the Bay Area where I had it made and come out to a place where nobody knows me and start from ground zero and rebrand myself, reintroduce myself. So she says, only say no to an opportunity you're willing to never see again. Mm. And that's, that's, that could be in radio. It could be in restaurants, industries. It could be, I mean, you, it, it's, it's advice that can go into whatever industry. Only say no to an opportunity you're willing to never see again. So I can't get off the phone with Eric Rosado when he said, hey, uh, we want you to come up to Seattle and be the host of this morning show. We're about to flip formats. We want you to relaunch the station. I can't say, nah, it's cool. I'll do it next time because that opportunity may never come again. So again, only say no to an opportunity you're willing to never, ever see again. You're listening to the Radio Fam Podcast. Find the Radio Fam on all the social platforms at the Radio Fam.